Hey friends, and welcome to the Moving Mountains podcast. Moving Mountains is a place to hear true stories of modern day miracles told by ordinary people just like you and me. My name is Paige, and I'm joined here in Alaska by my dear friends, Margaret and Bernadette, as we witness accounts of how God has worked in people's lives in big and small ways. As you listen to these stories of hope, answered prayers, and unexplained phenomena, we invite you to allow this space to inspire your faith and even to help you recognize the ways in which God is moving mountains in your own life. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Moving Mountains podcast. Uh, this week, we are super excited to have one of my very dear friends, Miss Maggie May, on the podcast with us. Um, we are going to be sharing some more St. Anthony stories because Maggie has some really crazy St. Anthony stories, probably some of the most crazy St. Anthony <laughs> stories I have ever heard. Um, just a little heads up. I do have a fresh little newborn on me right now. So he is asleep. But if he starts making noise <laughs> or um, crying, I do apologize for that. Um, and we might you just have to our second guest. Little yeah. Benny. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, little Benny. Yes, this is his debut on the podcast. <laughs> um Love it. But you'll hear more about that in my mini miracle. <laughs> um, so before I introduce Maggie or have her introduce herself, I believe there is a very important question that needs to be asked. Yes, yes, yes. I've been thinking that about this a lot, actually, since uh, moving down to Pittsburgh and being back in the lower 48. And one of my aunts keeps posting about this snake that keeps living under her front steps this summer. Yikes. And Ooh. Oh man, I just, I hate being back in state country. So <laughs> my very important question is, would you rather go backpacking in snake country or bear country? And Maggie, you get to answer first. I get to answer first. Yeah. Honestly, I would take bear country any day. <laughs> if I've got to go out, I'll go out with a bear rather than a snake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> much more noble death. <laughs> yeah, much more noble, and the snake is like Satan incarnate. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I I will say bear country as well because one, like with a bear, you can at least hear it for the most part coming. Um, you can scare it away. I don't know if you can actually scare snakes away. Um, but also, yeah, snakes are just absolutely awful. And also, that probably means if I'm in snake country, that it's hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> so those are both two awful things. <laughs> what about you, Margaret? A same boat, guys. Same boat. I haven't had a lot of encounters with snakes. I did have one in Colorado where a rattler started rattling next to me and I didn't know what Ugh. to do. So I froze, um, but which I'd probably do with the bear too. So I don't know what, which is a better scenario <laughs> here, but um, I think I agree with what everybody is saying. Definitely bear country, even though I'm still slightly terrified of bears. <laughs> yeah. Bernadette, I think we all know your answer, but go ahead. Oh yeah. I kind of gave it away. <laughs> Absolutely. would rather in bear country. I mean, I think part of it is living in Alaska for six years. I just feel used to it now. Plus hiking with my husband who has a bear pistol for protection for our family. <laughs> we just feel safe. And I've heard some terrifying bear stories, but 
Also, fun fact, I don't think in Alaska, I think it maybe it's just in Alaska. I don't know if it counts for the whole U.S., but there's never been a bear attack ever in a group of three or more people. So just take an mm-hmm. extra person and you're good to go. And you can use yep. bear bells to just warn, you know, like you can actually take yep. precautions with bears. There's nothing yep. that's like warning a snake you're coming and it'll get out of your way. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and like you won't wake up and like put your hiking shoe on and find one in there. Like a bear just wouldn't oh. get in there. You know? <laughs> but you might if you go to the John outside, if you guys heard yes. that story, that yes. there was a bear in a porta it wasn't a porta potty, but an, an outhouse. Outhouse. Yeah, Thank you. Outhouse. Oh, no. yeah, don't Thank leave you the doors gosh. open, people. I'm not gonna lie. Every time I go in one now, sorry, Bernadette. (laughs) Every time I go in now, I'm like looking in. Okay, I'm safe. (laughs) Well, see, when I lived in Texas, I would always, before I used the toilet, I would always lift the toilet seat all the way up to make sure there wasn't a snake coiled inside the toilet. Oh, that is horrible. I'd way rather have a bear in the Porta John. That's another very important question. One time we had a snake in my house, my dad flushed it down the toilet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is just another reason not to live in Texas. Sorry. (laughs) For our listeners, we do not have snakes in Alaska, just so you know. Yeah. Another reason to love Alaska. (laughs) Yes. Very, very true. true. And we also don't have the same problems going on down here. So anyway, (laughs) thank you for answering my very important question. (laughs) Yes. So random. Unexpected. (laughs) All right. Maggie, can you please introduce yourself? And then um, one other thing I forgot to mention is that Maggie had a a bit of a miraculous experience while she was listening to our one of our podcast episodes. So yes. she's going to share that story um, before she shares her fun St. Anthony stories. But before she does That's any awesome. of that, she's going <laughs> to introduce herself. Who are you? Thanks, Paige. <laughs> All right, ladies, I'll lay out the land. So my name is Maggie May, like the Rod Stewart song, if you know that. Because <laughs> basically anyone over the age of 40 asks me if I was named for that song. But anyway, uh, first and last name and my parents are Rod Stewart fans and like the name. So, but anyway, I currently live in Washington state. I live in Seattle. I'm living in an intentional Catholic community that is actually in an old convent that was converted into a Catholic woman's house. So that's pretty fun. I've only lived there for a little over a year, but I'm originally from the great state of Maryland, small, but mighty land of the crabs. Uh, grew up there. I'm kind of all over the place. I went to school in Georgia and then lived in Alaska for a little bit and some other places. So, and that's how I came to know Paige and all you ladies. But anyway, uh, about me, cradle Catholic, uh, been Catholic all my life. My grandpa was a theologian. So it was kind of ingrained in us from, uh, the get go outside of being Catholic. I love to live life, hike, adventure, cliff jump, anything, uh, with some adrenaline, I love run, <laughs> swim, uh, basically anything, love anything, food, whether it's eating it, making it, <laughs> making it, uh, <laughs> all of the above. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much about me. Mm-hmm. And she works for Microsoft. Oh yeah. In the cloud. <laughs> that small detail. Yeah. Some engineer by trade and I work in the cloud. So <laughs> Up there, you know. Whatever that yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can bring it down so for you, but that's going to be a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so hard to explain. I barely understand it, but yeah. <laughs> I've worked in the cloud for the past three years. So, yeah, that's kind of how I ended up in Seattle area. Yeah. 
And Maggie is the godmother of our newest edition, Benedict. And so. our co-guest. Yes. Our co-speaker today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Maggie. Yeah. Um, so now you can just start sharing your stories. All right. I'll just jump right into it. So first, the little kind of mini miracle healing story that I have. So uh, this episode I listened to, I don't remember when it was actually published, but I listened to it back in February. But um, this was the episode with Amanda where she shared that crazy Malaysian, I believe, moped uh, accident and kind of her healing story and everything. But anyway, uh, so again, I said I moved to Seattle in the past year and what is there to do in Seattle in the winter besides like drink coffee and read. So (laughs) I decided I would take up skiing for the winter. uh, And I've only skied like once in my life in Maryland, like on a bunny hill. So uh, (laughs) I don't have much experience under my belt, but gave it a go. So anyway, I went uh, with some friends back in December for the first time in 15 years. Uh, And anyway, I was like, I was feeling pretty good, kind of like riding a bike, like pick it back up, whatever. Uh, But went a little too hard on the very last run and then hyperextended my leg. Uh, and yeah, basically for the next two months, there were, it kind of came in waves, but, and I never actually went to the doctor cause I'm a bit of a stubborn person, but, uh, <laughs> I, I definitely had some sort of meniscal tear from, um, everyone I talked to and my cousin's a PT, but anyway, so for the next two months, I kind of ebbed, uh, in and out of, uh, just like overall pain in my knee. And I took like a month off from skiing and then went back a little bit and aggravated was a little aggravated again. So anyway, but, uh, I was super bummed because, um, fast forward, this happened December, fast forward to February, I had one of my cousins from the East coast visiting Seattle. And we had this whole expedition to go snowshoe to this hut near Mount Rainier. And then that weekend Mm. I was meeting my dad in Colorado to ski. Uh, so anyway, um, I was, I don't know again, why I I shouldn't have been doing this, but because I'm kind of crazy, I went and stubborn. I had hiked the weekend before my cousin was coming kind of to test things out and just, um, (laughs) see how I was. And it wasn't like in severe pain, um, besides like when I genuflected and like knelt like that type of thing. But, um, like, so this weekend, uh, on that Friday, I had gone to, I don't know if you ladies are familiar with encounter or any of the listeners encounter ministries. Yep. If not, I can yep. explain it, but, uh, it's basically a, a charismatic, uh, Catholic ministry that, uh, administers to kind of ways we can utilize the Holy spirit. And, uh, they focus a lot on healing inner and yep. physical healings, um, all these different types of things. And three of my roommates have gone to the encounter school. So, uh, anytime anyone's kind of injured, they, um, or has anything going on, they'll pray over uh, you and kind of do all those prayers. So they had already prayed over me like that weekend before. And I actually went to one of the encounter transformation nights where they had uh, someone else pray over me and she did all these healing prayers. Like, and I think you're supposed to do them in repetitions of three Did three healing prayers. Like I released the binds from uh, your knee, whatever, and nothing happened, stayed the same. Uh, but anyway, so I went hiking the next day <laughs> um, <laughs> and on the way back from the hike. So actually it felt like pretty much fine, the hike. But then um, on the way back, I started like as I was driving and I started listening to the podcast as I was driving, my I kind of had this like dull pain in my knee. And I was like, oh, no, it's like back again. I definitely just like totally made it worse. Like, oh, no, my cousin's coming. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have this trip booked to my dad. Like uh, anyway, so I was listening to. Uh, Amanda's story and literally as she was talking about her basically getting healed the pain just instantly went away like 
instantly vanish. And then, um, and I thought it was like, I was like, God, are you kidding me? Like what? Like maybe I'm just like, this is my head making it up. Um, but no, yeah, wow. I went like snowshoeing with my cousin, no issues. Wow. Felt totally fine. Skiing my dad, uh, skied the rest of winter with like with not a single issue, like wow. everything like, and it also was making this clicking noise and like that totally went away. So Wow. Um, again, I never went to a doctor, really which I cool. probably should have done, but <laughs> uh, just wanted to share since it's related to your podcast and just showing kind of all it's the so fruits cool. that you ladies are doing. Awesome. Was Thank it a, so like a very distinct that. moment where it was like, oh my yes. gosh, my knee. Yeah. Yeah. When she was talking about um, like after the accident, like talking about the specific healing prayers and then also talking about how she kind of harnessed that to heal others and was starting to, uh, I think she used an example of a friend, but anyway, it was pretty much in that moment. It was kind of like an inflection of like, cool. it just stopped hurting. So cool. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> Fruit from the Did podcast. Have- amen. Uh-huh. That, yeah. Truly, that's amen. so cool. Did you have any sensation or anything? Like I know Amanda had talked about like warmth or other, did it just like instantly stop or did anything happen? Uh, I didn't feel, yeah, my roommates had kind of like when they gave me all the prayers had said you might feel like heat or cooling or any of those sensations. I just felt like instant relief, not wow. any sort of warm, fuzzy feeling, but <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. That is so cool. Yeah. It just That's reminds awesome. me, my, um, my husband and I recently just finished season three of the chosen which the last mm. episode was so amazing and anyway just like one of the scenes where uh, a man is healed and doesn't realize it right away and he's walking away and then all, all of a sudden is like oh my gosh my leg and just, it just reminds me of that how yeah you know it doesn't literally. have to happen a particular way sometimes jesus is just like mm-hmm. i'm just uh-huh. gonna do this without you even really knowing like obviously you have the faith but it's just really beautiful hearing the different types of ways that miracles can happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants, and to are we still faithful when he doesn't heal us? Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. True. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so now neat. you can share your <laughs> crazy St. Anthony stories. But yeah. <laughs> well, I guess speaking of oh, little Benny, oh. <laughs> he's excited for these yeah. ones. Uh, speaking of driving in the car that I was uh, driving in, listening to this podcast. So my first St. Anthony story, um, <laughs> this, this story related to my car, which was stolen. So, uh, oh my! So- <laughs> this is back in November. Um, so actually, just a month prior to my knee uh, incident. But anyway, so for context, as I mentioned, I live in like an old convent. So, relatively, like I feel like a pretty safe residential area, like right next to a church uh, and school. And so there are all these like security cameras. Uh, I would never think. I mean, it is Seattle, but like a more quiet area, not as crazy, but. Anyway, uh, I wouldn't expect something to happen, especially considering the fact that I drive a 2004 Dodge Neon manual car that's been passed through like, <laughs> cousin, <laughs> cousin's boyfriends, like just yeah, high class, high class. High class. <laughs> yeah, high, high, high class. Uh, <laughs> and if you saw it, you would 
think it's even more high class because this is also relevant to the story. But one of the doors is, uh, it's like, I guess like a junkyard door. I don't know. The door was mm-hmm. smushed by one of my cousins, uh, in a crash and it's, it was replaced. And so now there's this like janky, totally mismatched door on it. Um, <laughs> Perfect. so yeah, it's really not aesthetically cute, but it gets the job done and I know how to drive sticks. So that's a nice life skill. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I would, ne- I would have never thought that my car of all cars would get happened, but or sorry, would get stolen. Uh, but one day back in November, a classic rainy Seattle day, uh, I wake up and I saw I had like a charge on my card at a random Chevron for like, I don't know, $400. So I instantly knew when I know this is like a shame on me, but I left my wallet in the car. So I was like, Oh shoot. Like, okay, let me go run out to the car and like, see if everything's all good. So I run out, um, as they're doing like the school carpool, I run out in the rain and my like flip flops, whatever, my pajamas, like out to my car. Cause it's parked. We have like a back lot that's adjacent to the school, um, which is where they do like their carpool. And so anyway, I ran out there and I looked around and I didn't see my car, which I was like, huh, this is weird. Um, <laughs> I was still like half asleep. So I was like, maybe I parked it like downstairs out front. So then I went back out front, not there. Um, and then I went back to the, original lot still not there so i prayed to say so i like walked around and all my other roommates cars were there and they have like actual nice cars i'm like why would my car be the only one missing (laughs) like not easy target maybe yeah (laughs) well so that's the thing um so that's the thing so yeah so anyway uh so then i like run back inside and i like on the chapel say a quick prayer to sweep the chapel with the eucharist and everything saint anthony i'm like i need my car today like I don't know where it is. Uh, and I don't really love this car that much, but just find it for me, please. Um, <laughs> anyway, I walked right back outside again, like stole my pajamas all disheveled. Uh, and I was walking around to like the school carpool and I found one of the, uh, I think she was just one of the teachers who was leading the, uh, whole carpool line. So anyway, I went up to her and I was like, Hey, have you seen a blue Dodge neon? Like, I can't find my car anywhere. Like my wallet definitely got stolen. Now I think my car got stolen. Like, have you guys seen anything this morning? And she's like, you know what? Actually, we just caught, we have a tow truck coming right now. We found the car back on the playground this morning. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So then we walk over uh, and she points in about a hundred yards, like diagonal caddy cornered was my car, not on the monkey bars, but directly beside them. Oh my goodness. <laughs> With the oh hood goodness. up and like all the doors open. Well, the best part, well, besides the fact that St. Anthony helped me find my car, it was, uh, I was like, Oh my gosh, like that's my car. And she's like, honey, you can't park on the playground. Like <laughs> we gotta have recess. Uh, I was like, all right. I didn't do that. Like I live here. Like it was stolen, whatever. Um, so anyway, St. Anthony helped me find my car, but if you want to hear, um, just because God has a sense of humor, especially when it relates to my life, I feel like, uh, we actually were able to get the videotape of, uh, since I said, like, we live right next to the school and the parish, they have security cameras and we were able to get the videotape and ask them basically what happened the night before. And they got the whole entire thing on video. And like, this would go, I can't unfortunately share it. Um, but this would like for sure go viral. So basically what happened is, the janky mismatched door that I mentioned was actually left ajar like two days prior. I'd gone to see the mother Teresa movie uh, with my roommates. And one of them, I guess had like left it open um, because you like really got to slam it. It also like doesn't lock anyway. Um, <laughs> one of my roommates had left the door open. Um, so that was how like whoever, per- whatever person got access to the car. So anyway, um, the, the, 
thief comes in on a lime scooter, if you know those like rental scooters that everyone's <laughs> oh driving gosh. these days, <laughs> all around mm-hmm. cities, rolls in on a lime scooter, rolls into the parking lot, first goes into one of my other roommate's cars who left unlocked, but she, I guess he didn't want the Honda Pilot. He went over to my car <laughs> uh, and was able to get in it, just took my like wallet, whatever. Uh, and But the thing that happened, since the door was left open, the car was actually dead. So the thief leaves on the lime scooter. Three hours later, he returns with jumper cables. <laughs> oh my <What>? gosh. <laughs> yeah. That is a determined person. <laughs> Seriously. Like, and if you see my car, everyone who I tell thinks it's hysterical. Um, but I guess the <laughs> older cars are just easier to steal in general. But yeah, so he has, I actually have the same type of jumper cable at home inside, but it's like a self starter battery pack. So you don't need another car. So you can like self jump a car. So that's basically what he did, except for, I don't know why he didn't think through that. He couldn't drive stick before he did that (laughs) and went to all this effort because then he gets into the car and just like has like a little grand theft auto ride in the parking lot. Like just trying to figure out how to drive stick, uh, could not drive it and eventually just like drove it into the playground and deserted it. So. Oh Oh my goodness. (laughs) All on video. (laughs) That's a a lot of effort. I feel like most thieves thieves want to do it. It's it's fast. Let's get in. Let's get out. Boom, boom, done. Yeah. The fact that he was so determined cracks me up a lot. Yeah, absolutely (laughs) determined. But yeah, St. Anthony just helped me find my car. So I love it. What happened with your wallet? Yeah. The wallet I'm still waiting on. Um, and actually something, well, something important. It was my wallet and like this little purse that I had. And, um, honestly, the thing I was most upset about is I had this saying, uh, or this rosary from Pope Benedict when he came to visit the U.S. in like 2007 that had been blessed. And that was there. And that is unfortunately still lost, but I still am waiting for St. Anthony to, I'm giving him some time to follow up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. I will for sure. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, it's crazy. I guess mm-hmm. note to Off self. in the chapel and walk back out and there your car is. <laughs> right. Amen. <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we have another one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the other, I mean, I feel like my whole family are, we're super devoted to St. Anthony, partially because we're kind of chaotic and disorganized. Uh, and so things are, <laughs> I mean, you know, car keys, wallets, whatever. Uh, that's pretty much a daily thing, but my the other two stories are, and these are just a small subset. My dad like could write a whole book on St. Anthony stories because he loses so many things. But uh, <laughs> these two, <laughs> these two um, are, yeah, just some unbelievable St. Anthony stories. So the first one, I actually have some notes just to make sure I remember some of the details. Uh, I don't know if you ladies have heard of Storyworth, but my dad, we got it for him for Father's Day last year. It's kind of like a way, it's like a, memoir type thing they send a prompt whoever you get it for Mm -hmm. every month and then um Paige said her mom did it and then they compose it into a book so this is like one of the chapters in the book and he also left a voice he's kind of long-winded so I'm gonna summarize um he also did try to leave a voicemail on it but like he talked for too long it went over the limit so (laughs) 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 which is on brand Uh, oh my gosh yeah so um yeah, so my dad's quite a character. And uh, the first St. Anthony story and the chapter of his story worth, he titles the craziest thing that ever happened to me, the wallet story. So uh, this was happened. My dad was uh, after he graduated college, he and some friends went down to the Florida Keys 
Uh, and yeah, so it was three of them taking a boat out and they were supposed to take out a 24 foot boat. And then last minute, the boat owner, this is also on New Year's Eve, which will matter later, but, uh, the boat owner, I guess had given away the boat. And so he gave them a 22 foot boat. I don't know much about boats, but apparently he like was you, the 22 foot boat had a bigger engine than it should have. Um, Anyway, mm-hmm. so they took the boat out and then they uh, veered off. This was off of Marathon, which is um, in the Keys, and they veered off to this famous reef. Uh, and I think the reef was about four to five miles out. Yeah, four to five miles out from where they originally docked the boat. So they took the boat out and then uh, were kind of hanging out there, snorkeling, scubaing, that type of thing. And uh, basically, as they're getting their gear, they noticed uh, like the boat was sinking. <laughs> oh, lovely. So, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, and it was kind of like a, the, he recalls it as like a Three Stooges type situation. They're all trying to figure out how to like turn the engine on. The engine was just filling up with water. Um, no. It was really tough to get running. And um, oh, yeah, Sombrero Reef is the name of the reef. So uh, anyway, so they're trying to figure out basically how to stop the boat from flooding, which I don't know how you do once it's actually filling up physically with water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so they see the water forming and then eventually end up just as the boat literally sinks to the ocean. They're like, this boat's going to capsize just like swimming. Um, so they let the boat oh sink gosh. to the bottom of the ocean. And uh, they also had, tr- I think in the midst of it, yeah, in the midst of it thinking, they tried to look for the radio, but then the guy like tossed the radio into the ocean. So uh, they basically were <laughs> <What>? <laughs> were unable to call out for any help being four to Yikes. five miles uh, off uh, shore. And hopefully it was warm enough water given it's South Florida, but still I wouldn't wow. want to be doing that. Uh, no. So yeah, anyway, they um, basically got stranded out in the ocean four to five miles out from the shore and uh, after like an hour or two, they, my dad had waved like any boat they'd seen kind of remotely close, but because they're just bobbing along in the ocean, yeah, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to see someone. So Yikes. anyway, wow. he, uh, eventually flagged down someone, um, and they came and saved them, got them on their boat, took them back to the shore. Uh, then it was a whole thing where the boat owner said they were at fault, um, and yeah, long story short, so obviously they lost all their stuff. My dad like lost his wallet, their um, shoes, clothing, whatever they brought with them on the boat. Um, and yeah, so later that night, as I mentioned, it's New Year's Eve. They figured, you know, our boat just capsized. Let's go celebrate New Year's Eve, <laughs> go to a bar. Uh, <laughs> and they show up. Oh, and yeah, of course, prior to this, my dad had given, he likes to give the classic like Tony Tony look around. Something's lost and must be found. I don't know if you've heard that little rhyme, mm-hmm. but that's mm-hmm. something I've yeah. known since childhood. Uh, very memorable and useful. But anyway, so they had rolled up to the bar and my dad uh, was like to the bouncer, the bouncer asked for the ID. And my dad's like, okay, I have like an unbelievable story. You're not going to believe it, but like my ID is in the bottom of the ocean. Uh, like we took a boat out earlier today and like it sunk. So I don't have my ID, but like, I promise I'm over 21, whatever. Can you let me in the bar? And the guy was probing him. He's asking, oh, like, where were you guys snorkeling? He told him the name of the reef. And uh, the guy reaches into his back pocket and pulls out my dad's wallet. My dad likes to joke. Yes. (laughs) Pulls out my dad's wallet. My dad likes to joke that there was a fish that flopped out of it. But uh, (laughs) I know that's just an embellishment. But he literally, and we have eyewitnesses, pulls out my dad's wallet, still wet, 
um, with absolutely everything intact, like all of his cards, his ID, he said still receipts, like cash that he had in there. And so my dad's wondering, of course, like how in the world, like does this bouncer, like, do you have my wallet? And it turned out that the bouncer's daytime job was he worked on, uh, basically worked for the boat company that my dad had rented the boat from on their like search and rescue salvage crew. And they just salvage, uh, any lost shipwrecks or, sunken boats. So um, earlier that day, he had basically been called to salvage the stuff on this boat that had capsized uh, and specifically recalled. And he had all their other stuff too, like all their shoes and whatever. But he said that my dad's wallet was like under a rock in the ocean and he was able to, he like stopped poking out and like moved the rock and oh, got no. it up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. That yep. is insane. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering this. I'm like, how is Saint Anthony going to redeem this? Like, obviously something yeah. great happened, but wow! Uh -huh. <laughs> I was not yeah. expecting well, that. If they hadn't gone to the bar, like, I, I mean, yeah. I guess maybe he would have found it, it eventually, but long gone. Oh that my goodness! So I told wild. you craziest Saint Anthony story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have never heard anything quite on that level before. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, so cool. it's still my dad's not one to ever lose be at a loss for words, but he said that's like the one time in his life that he was truly at a loss for words. Like <laughs> No wonder um, your family you... is devoted to St. Anthony. <laughs> truly. <laughs> was he like a young adult when this happened or like how Yes, yeah, he was about my age, like twenty five. Okay. okay. Yep. Back in his crazy days. <laughs> back in the yeah, back in the crazy days, and yeah, again, that was like a Spark Notes version. This he is like a ten-page story. That is wow. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we might have to have your dad on sometime to hear the whole thing. That would oh be my awesome gosh, that would be great. Oh, awesome. Mm -hmm. And that's can't why the voicemail cut him off. Yeah, that's why the voicemail. He's like, only three minutes. I can't tell this story in three minutes. <laughs> I, I can understand why. <laughs> Well, I can't wait to hear what else you have under your sleeve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, th this story I'd actually told Paige already, but um, the next one that I'm going to share, I'd kind of forgotten. I was like, he I know he has another, like, super random crazy one. Uh, and anyway, he has that written down, of course. So he likes to call this the prodigal laptop story. <laughs> um, and again, this is not even, like, the only time he's lost his laptop. Like, there have been multiple other crazy instances, but this one is, like, one of the craziest. So, um for context, my, this was before my, his parents, my grandparents passed away, the one that was a theologian and, uh, my grandma and grandpa were visiting, uh, I have an aunt and uncle that live in Scotland in Edinburgh and they were out visiting, uh, just for one of the, I believe, winter breaks, visiting them for Christmas. Anyway, they are like, uh, hoarders. That's the only way I can describe it. Like the way that they packed, uh, my dad said they have enough luggage to raise the temperature of the world by like one degree Fahrenheit. Like they just pack like, <laughs> coats, like everything, like anytime they went anywhere, like it's at least three pieces of checked luggage, a huge amount of stuff. Wow. So, uh, he was packed or picking them up from the airport and it was a whole ordeal to get them. Um, they insisted they walk with him to the car where he'd parked instead of him picking them up. And so they're schlepping all of the luggage uh, over to the car my dad had parked in the lot. Anyway, uh, they roll up to the car and they had someone actually pushing my grandfather in the wheelchair 
um, they went up to the car and as my dad's loading the luggage and getting their stuff into the car, he realized that my, uh, the wheelchair wasn't locked. And so my grandpa started rolling away, like into the parking lot. Oh, oh no. Um, and so my dad goes to like chase after him, um, and he gets him. But in the midst of that, he dropped his laptop bag. And so he left his laptop bag basically on, like to the side of the car where he was loading it up and just never, it never made it back in the car. Um, so anyway, after he unloaded them um, back at their house, he realized immediately that he didn't have his laptop and he was like, oh my gosh, I know exactly where I put it. Like as the runaway wheelchair happened, I totally set that down. So he goes back to the airport, looks around, they couldn't find it. Someone had probably just taken it or um, he was hopeful that maybe someone had taken it and like was going to contact him since he had all of his like name and information on it, of course. But anyway, nothing happened for a month until he got a phone call from this guy uh, who lived in Virginia. And he was like, I have the craziest story for you. Like I have your laptop somehow. I just found it at the edge of my driveway like tonight in my house. (laughs) My dad was like, what? Mm -hmm. Uh, So basically (laughs) what had happened is uh, I guess someone, after he left the laptop in the parking lot in the airport, someone had, um, maybe had the intentions of getting it back to him, but they put the laptop in a coach bag and then in their car. And then um, the people who took it just, I guess, had left it in their garage for like a month without like contacting my dad or anything. It didn't seem like they were trying to steal it, but maybe they just forgotten about it. I don't know. But um, anyway, so my, the guy who called my dad had found this like coach bag with a laptop at the end of his driveway. Uh, And he Mm -hmm. saw the there was like a name or like a business card or something in the coach bag so he called that person and realized it was his neighbor around the corner who uh he had never met and so he's talking to his neighbor and the neighbor was like oh yeah my house got robbed last night like we left the garage door open and apparently this is also like crazy and i thought my dad was making this up but he wasn't but they had ten thousand dollars of cash in like a purse in the garage (laughs) and uh yeah. And like all this like fine jewelry. And, um, so their house like got broken into, they, some, the thieves stole like $10,000. Um, and yeah, like stole all this stuff. But in the midst, this is what my dad, um, the neighbor, and then the guy who called him theorized that in the, th- the midst, the thieves had like, they picked up this like coach bag with like a laptop, but, uh, presumably the cops, they called the cops, the people whose house had been broken into called the cops. And so they probably got distraught by having, they're like, Oh, you know, we already have $10,000. We don't need this laptop. So they just ditched the laptop in the back and like the coach bag at a random driveway, like by a trash oh, can. Funny. Um, so funny. anyway, the random driveway in the trash can ended up being the guy who contacted my dad. So it sounds kind of like a confusing story, but basically it took someone's house getting robbed uh, for my dad to find his laptop. And he was, yeah, he didn't get a new laptop for like that month in between too. He was insistent to St. Anthony. Like he was like, I'm going to find this laptop somehow. Like, I don't know how, but um, yeah, just another like <laughs> bewildering <is> story. <laughs> totally bewildering. Oh my gosh. St. Anthony comes stolen cars. Once again. Yeah. Robbing garages. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Your dad does not have a boring life. <laughs> oh, not in the least. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel well, like got... he... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Margaret. <laughs> Sorry, just for our listeners, we, uh, we're having some technical issues and can't see each other on video today. So it's a little bit harder to, to communicate. <laughs> but I was just going to ask like, what it was like 
growing up in a family where stories like that, I don't know, just was growing up hearing St. Anthony stories. Did you just have like an incredible devotion to him from a young age? Yeah. Yeah. I think I would call it like from the get go more of a casual devotion. Cause that Tony, Tony rhyme, we were very yeah. well acquainted to, <laughs> uh, but it wasn't probably until I was in high school that I like, seriously understood uh, what St. Anthony did besides like, I guess, helping people per- perpetually find lost keys and wallets and everything. But yeah, we are big St. Anthony fans and I've been to Lisbon and been able to see some of the cool churches and places he, uh, basically went around there before he landed in Italy. So. Wow. Awesome. That's super cool. Yeah. That is something that actually I learned recently. So we're leaving for world youth day and mm-hmm. you know, 10 days or something. And everyone thinks of St. Anthony as being from Italy, but one thing that, you know, that has been mentioned to us a few times is the fact that he, I don't know, is he from Portugal or did he yeah, just he's, yeah, live- from Lisbon? <clears throat> yeah. He's Portuguese. Yeah. So that's going to be awesome. I'm excited to see. Mm-hmm. whatever we see that has to do with him. So. Oh yeah. And the Portuguese are very proud and they're also very insistent that like he's theirs. He's not the Italian. Mm-hmm. He's not Italian. <laughs> no, I he also should didn't be. know that before I went to Portugal, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> so cool. Awesome. Yeah. Man, what and great that's, stories. That's often how it is, right? You know, as kids mm-hmm. we hear like all the biblical stories or stories of saints. And then as we get older, like they're, they're revealed to us more and more mm-hmm. over time and we can develop that relationship and devotion. But absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. Of course. I think it's cool. I was going to add one more thing. Um, I'm just thinking about the, the devotion, but also like maybe the sense of trust, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, I lost this thing. I'm going to lose this thing, but um, yeah, I trust that it will be found again. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. One day. It's God's time. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. And we've talked about that a lot on this podcast, how, you know, you'll, you'll hear these incredible stories and sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. And in both cases, we just have to trust it's, you know, it's not. Praise God anyway. on, yeah, we're not, it's not like a, a magic genie. We're not like rubbing the, the lamp and St. Anthony comes out and, and just does whatever <laughs> we ask it. We still have to, we always pray like, and it doesn't matter how small it is or how big you, you can always mm-hmm. pray and ask God and then just leave up, leave it up to him. And no matter how small it makes me think of little Benny. So yeah, for our listeners, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can hear the, our cutest new member in the background, which, uh, which leads me to um, thinking of many miracles. <laughs> if, if you want to share a little bit about Benny, since he is, uh, you know, talking a little bit in the background there, Paige. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, my mini miracle is not so, well, it is mini, but not mini. <laughs> Mighty um, and mini. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, about almost three weeks ago. I can't believe it's been three weeks already wow. on Sunday. It'll be three weeks. Um, wow. I gave birth to our little Benedict. Um, and it actually ended up being very different from what I planned. I was planning a birth center with midwives. Um, and at 41 weeks, I ended up having to be induced because my amniotic fluid was low. Um, so I had to go to a hospital with not my midwives with, um, an OB who I'd never met before. And, um, yeah, it was just a completely different experience than I thought would happen. And, 
Um, I was really trying to avoid induction. Um, but it was honestly truly a miracle because since we moved, we went to a new hospital than I had birthed my first two at. Um, and it was just an incredible experience at this hospital. Um, just from honestly, from the moment we like pulled up to the hospital to the moment we left, uh, everything. I was really confused at first because I was just like, God, like we did a 54 day, like rosary novena asking for such specific intentions and like none of them are happening and like all of the opposite things are happening. And, um, yeah, I was like really just confused by what God was doing with that. But then at the end of, you know, the labor and delivery and us leaving, um, I just realized that I think God really wanted to me to have a like a redemptive hospital birth experience. Um, and that's exactly what happened. And so that was really cool. Um, and we also had a very healthy baby boy, which was incredible as well. I only had to push twice for him to come out, which was wow. <laughs> a gift. <laughs> um, Amazing. Yeah, that was, that was like a huge miracle. <laughs> um, so that was really amazing. And then um, my second mini miracle is that just this past um, two days ago, I think it was, mm-hmm. we got him baptized on the Feast of St. Benedict. And so that was really special. And he was an angel throughout the baptism. He did not cry. He was like wide awake and just... Um, yeah, it was just really awesome experience. We had a lot of our community there supporting us. Um, and so it's just amazing now to have another little soul entrusted to us to, mm-hmm. you know, help become a warrior for God's kingdom. So that those are my many miracles. Amen. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Margaret? I was just thinking about St. Anthony and all this, this stuff. And I, I, I think what I'm going to share is that, so we leave for World Youth Day soon. And by the time this airs, we will have been, we've, will have come back already. But of all the people who signed up to go, we didn't lose a single pilgrim. And I credit that to the generosity of our parishioners and, and people who have just donated to perfect strangers to have the opportunity to go on this pilgrimage. And so in a way, I feel like St. Anthony helped obviously find the funds and the means for all of these people to be able to attend because several of them were like, I think I need to drop. We just can't afford it. And then this money just shows up out of nowhere. And so I think that's a miracle. I'm so excited for these kids. Um, I'm excited for myself, obviously, but I'm, I'm more excited to witness their experience of pilgrimage through Spain and then the excitement and craziness of World Youth Day. So yeah, hopefully nobody gets ill or sick or anything. And we're all just, it's going to be a great trip. I can't wait. So that's mine. Berna. Well, so as I have mentioned previously this season with the move to Pittsburgh, things have just been a little crazy and we're just like adjusting to a new season of life. And, um, it's just been a season of like stripping away so many things. We've had to let go of such mm-hmm. a comfortable, beautiful life. We miss our friends so much, especially you two. 
And mm-hmm. we just, we missed so much about Alaska and our home and we spent our whole marriage in one place. And now, you know, with a new baby and our two-year-old and my husband starting a training program, we're just in a new place and we haven't even had time really to meet new friends or like make, make a bunch of community. And with the whole fiasco with having to move twice and everything, um, it just felt really chaotic going into his program. And so we've just been reflecting a lot on how this is just like, it just seems like God for some reason is taking away like all of our comforts. And, Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that happened that really seems like a miracle is that, um, originally when we knew we were moving, Kyle, my husband told me that he had been specifically looking at all of the parishes in the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh area, trying to find which ones had perpetuate perpetual adoration chapels. And, I had no idea he was looking for that or specifically wanted that, but he couldn't find anything. So we ended up at this rental and that's the one that was kind of a disaster and we had to move out of. Um, and the place that we found was just like on a whim. I was like, God, please find us a different place to live. That will be livable for me and the kids while Kyle's gone all the time. And we ended up in this place that we're in now. And we ended up a five minute walk from a parish that has perpetual adoration no code or anything. The doors open 24 seven. They just have security cameras. And um, that like when Kyle shared with me that he had specifically been looking for that for months and couldn't find it. And then this whole chaotic, very painful process happened and we landed here. Both of us are just like, wow, this is definitely a miracle to us. It's such a blessing. It's the thing that's going to get us through and it's making it so clear that for whatever reason, we're here for these two years and we're just supposed to focus on like the very simple things that matter. So Mm. long story short, my husband is leaving a little after four every morning. So we're not seeing him, (sighs) but he's been able to stop in the adoration chapel every day. I think so far he stops for at least a few minutes, you know, usually it's like five minutes because he doesn't have much time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in the evening, Like right now we're recording and my kids are in bed and he's in bed. I can just walk over. It's five minutes away. I can walk over Mm. and you know, it's lonely in the evenings because I don't have Kyle around anymore. He has to get to bed because he gets up so early so I can just go there and get Mm. filled and nourished and, um, you know, and also, you know, bring myself to the place that matters the most. So that is my mini miracle that actually just feels like a huge one in our lives right now. So yeah. What about so incredible? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so grateful. And I can't wait for you to visit Margaret because I'm going to show you. It's this beautiful (laughs) stone, like grotto style chapel underneath. Oh, I love it. I love it already. (laughs) I haven't even seen it and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and a shout out to John Barrientos' story. The the background is actually like the scene of Juan Diego, St. Juan Diego. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. nice. That's awesome. Um, And what about your mini miracle, Maggie? Wow. I love those. I mean, mine will probably just be being the godmother to this little mm. nugget that you can probably hear doing <laughs> being so loud uh, next to me. Uh, and that's yeah. okay. We love it. <laughs> totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just being godmother. And I never would have thought that I would have a godchild in Alaska, but here we are. The Lord just <laughs> has knows desires that we didn't even know we had. So, Amen. Oh, yeah. And, and for here, our here. listeners... 
who don't know, Maggie is actually staying with Paige right now. So they're able to record yes. together oh, yeah. we are in Alaska. Maggie, yeah. So, <laughs> yes, she's yeah, right in the room with mm-hmm. her little godson yes. right now. Yeah. Indeed. Wow. Great stuff, ladies. I kind of wish there were more stories. I'm kind of like, okay, what's next? <laughs> Actually, your story made me think of so many more. So we'll just have to continue, continue later. <laughs> and maybe next time I'll actually have one. I just need to remember to ask for St. Anthony when I lose yeah. things. Which is <laughs> season not three, often. season three, we'll just have Maggie's dad on. Yeah. <laughs> he has Definitely. <laughs> we should actually have like a, a St. Anthony anthony episode with your family that would be so oh my god that would be fun <laughs> that'll be five hours long <laughs> so funny. it'll be all of season three <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> all, right, all right i will close this in prayer unless anyone else has any more questions comments concerns comments oh, i said right. that already <laughs> feedback okay in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen, amen. jesus thank you for the gift of um of faith and trust. Thank you for the, the example of the saints who went before us and those who are out there um, bringing our prayers to you, to the foot of the cross. Thank you for the blessing of this podcast and the, and the lives that it has touched Lord. Um, the gift that these stories are to those who are listening, Lord Jesus, we want this work to be solely yours. Thank you for the gift of Maggie being here today and our newest edition, Little Benedict. And I just pray for all of us as we move forward um, to keep our eyes on you and to remember that you only want our good and you are sustaining us and providing for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. amen. The Father amen. and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Venerable Fulton Sheen. Pray, pray for, for us. us. Pray for us. All right. Thanks. Maggie, so much for being here today, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you for having me on. Bye. Of course. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Moving Mountains podcast. If you have a miracle story to tell, please call our hotline at 412-449-9609. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Moving Mountains Podcast AK. We encourage you to subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and share our podcast with others. We'll see you next time.